0: Today on Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing.
1: That's gotta be something about me not knowing what real love is, right? Mm. I know conditional love. Yeah. Real well. And I know what people think looks like love, but I don't know love. And then I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know the author.
2: Mm, <laughs> right? Yes. Like,
1: <laughs> like the, the creator of love. Like maybe that's a problem.
0: Hey, sis. Welcome to Goodbye Heartbreak, Hello Healing. Are you hurt and confused after a recent breakup? Are you having thoughts like, I can't believe I'm here again, why wasn't I enough for him or I'm never going to get married? Do you find yourself Googling how to get past the breakup or how to heal my broken heart? Do you start your morning feeling like you can finally breathe again only to fall apart when you see a picture of your ex on social media? Cases. Hey, I'm Candace. I too was a single Christian woman who was heartbroken, but still desired marriage. I too had numerous failed relationships and wished the right man would come along. I wanted closure from past relationships, healing for my heart, and I wanted to feel joy in my life again. But the truth is, I had no idea where to start or how to make any of this happen, until I found the secret, partnering with God to heal from heartbreak. In this podcast, you will find tips for moving on after breakups growing your relationship with God and preparing for future relationships so that you will heal your heart and be ready to move forward into the life you desire. So turn off those heartbreak songs and turn me up in those earbuds. It's time to heal sis. hey sis and welcome back to the podcast i am so excited that you are joining me on today and boy oh boy do i have a treat for you but before we get into it Let's take care of a few things. First and foremost, have you subscribed to the podcast? I know we have a lot of new listeners, and so if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please go ahead and hit the subscribe button wherever you are listening. And also, if you have not yet left your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do that because it really, really helps the show. And sis, let me tell you, if you are enjoying these episodes, please share them with a friend. Okay, don't be rude. It's rude to keep good things to yourself. Share them with a friend, girl. And if you have not gotten the free prayer that I have to help you move on after a breakup, you are missing out. I'm telling you, it is so powerful. It's not very long, but it is impactful. So if you are needing prayer, if you're having trouble finding the words to say, please go ahead and get your free prayer. The link is in the show notes. Grab it right now. I'm telling you, it's gonna bless your life. So i told you that i have a special treat for you today so i was on a podcast recently called god's vibes talking to juliana page and i was like sis i need her on over here (laughs) and so she and i had the most amazing conversation and i am going to share it with you on today I'm telling you, it is full of like great nuggets. So make sure that you have a pen and paper ready to write things down. Just a little bit about Juliana. She's a best-selling author, master certified life coach, and minister of God's vibes. She serves as a leadership and self-mastery strategist for organizations, companies, entrepreneurs, and individuals. Through her proven spirit-driven success method and the God's Vibes Mastermind, juliana delivers practical wisdom and tools that empower purpose spiritual wholeness sustainable health financial freedom and relational fulfillment so you guys i'm telling you she has such an incredible story Just her backstory and what she's doing now is so amazing. So I want you to really listen intently. If you are somebody who's like, man, maybe I'm just starting out on my God journey, or maybe you've been on it for a while, but you want to grow your relationship with God, or you're not quite sure where you and God stand. It's fine. It's fine. There's something for everyone in here. Okay. So without further ado, let's not delay. Let's get into it, sis. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to have Juliana Page on the podcast on today. I am honored. She's like a superstar, guys. <laughs> Juliana, come on in. Tell everybody who you are and what you do.
1: Hello. Oh my! God. I feel the same way, like the, the butterflies of excitement. I love it. So honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Juliana Page is my name. I literally, Juliana Page means joyful messenger or youthful servant. So that's truly who I believe that I am and what I'm on this earth to do. I am a coach. So I coach full time. I've been doing it since 2009. So I coach people specifically in spiritual growth and personal development, which leads to all of the things. And I run a community called Courage Co. where we do a lot of those things in workshop form, challenge forms, really making sure that people get the help and the tools they need on a consistent basis. I've written a few books as well. That's a little bit about me.
0: <laughs> All right, now go ahead, girl. I love it. <laughs> love it. And like I said, superstar, superstar. <laughs> so, we see Juliana as she is right now, just this wonderful, beautiful vessel of God out here just doing your thing. But obviously that was not always the case. Oh, man. So <laughs> please share a little bit of your story and healing journey with us. Yeah,
1: I will give you plot points too, because I feel like sometimes that's helpful, you know, so you can dig into any one of those for, for seasons at a time.
0: <laughs> gotcha. Okay.
1: But I, I'm adopted. So. I have a really interesting story there. My birth mom, biological mom, fell in love with her brother-in-law and put me up for adoption later down the line. So I was adopted at birth. And then the family that I was put into, my adoptive father married my adoptive mother. However, she struggled with alcoholism and he was a workaholic. Okay. So I'm now being raised in a family that's really dysfunctional. And I had an older sister and a younger sister, also adopted in different dynamics there really, really interesting environment to grow up in. So I think what was wild for me is I found some of that out when I was 10. My adoptive Mm -hmm. mom that was struggling put me on the phone with my biological mom and said that your mom wants to talk to you. Wow. And that was, as you can imagine, I was 10. So as you can imagine in a moment like that, I'm like, what does this mean? I don't even have a grid to understand what is happening. But internally speaking, it was like, this is not your home. You're not safe here right? Like these things are happening. It's a huge betrayal, trauma, abandonment, like all of this stuff. And even just being adopted, you already have an abandonment wounds, right. right? So, and there's so many things, just generationally speaking, generational curses that I'm connected to. So that was really intense early, but I started to realize at 10, three questions came up. Who am I? Mm-hmm. Why am I here? How am I going to make a difference? I was looking around me saying, I am in big trouble, right? There's people that are escape artists. They know how to escape life, (laughs) right? (laughs) Like there's, there's all these rules and things that we have to follow, but everybody's miserable. Like nobody's present. So like this, this can't be the way, like these people have not figured it out. These humans do not know what's happening. And like, that also means that I don't by Mm -hmm. default, right? Like, so I'm in trouble so super intimidating to, to have these questions. And I warred with those for a long time, probably really until college is when that started to start surfacing in the way that I could actually start dealing with it. But mm-hmm. then is when I knew. Right. And my dad ended up remarrying my stepmom, who this part was interesting too. She didn't struggle with alcoholism, but she never dealt with her inner world. So she mm-hmm. was very, very moody. And that for me felt worse than actually interacting with somebody that had alcoholism because a mood, you can't really figure out what's going to come out of a human. You're like, are you going to have a temper tantrum and like get crazy in a second? Or you you, you just can't read it and and really understand what's happening there. Somebody under the influence, you're like, I can smell it. I can see it in your eyes. Like I can definitely see it in how you're moving like moods different. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was really interesting to me because I thought, man, I thought we got out of a bad environment and now we're back in another one. Like, what is that? And they got married the day after I graduated high school.
0: Mm. So
1: essentially my sense of home was just like, (laughs) again, ripped
0: from you, yes.
1: Again, because now I'm going to school and it's like, you would technically come back home for holidays, but it's Mm -hmm. like, that's not home, right? And I was staying in like, I wasn't even allowed to stay in the guest bedroom. So I had to stay in like a twin bed in my younger sister's room. I'm like, this is great. Like, what is (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my after, goodness. Right.
1: And yeah. it was totally the out of sight, out of mind experience. So like you're processing that as a young adult now, not knowing your place in the world. So it is exacerbating these issues. And so I fast forward really, really had a hard time. I think in college was when I was starting to realize can't be like an Olympian, right? <laughs> right. Like you can't be a professional athlete your whole life or you know, I really have to figure out what I want to do or like what I'm here to do. And I kept finding what didn't make sense. And Mm -hmm. these big things I did like an experiential education program. I set up an internship in New York. I kept doing these things that were big to figure out like, okay, is it, is it here? Like I worked at fitness magazine for an example, because they had mind, body, and spirit as their (laughs) Their core pillars, right? And I'm like,
2: I've arrived, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I got in there and I was like, they don't know anything about your mind. Their spirit is whack, whatever's happening in here. Like, none of this is good for your soul, right? And I'm like, what does that mean though? And I'm young at this point. So I think for me, I started at that point finding everything that didn't make sense to me and everything that was not making me happy, right? It was just like, you know what's not working, but if you keep finding more of it, what do you do? Right. So I kept in a position of like, what do I do? How am I going to make it all make sense? And I couldn't get to that point, went to grad school, had a whole nother journey there. And it wasn't until a huge breakup that I started to realize that these were all heart issues.
0: Mm. Ding, ding.
1: Yes. Mm -hmm. So I kept driving in a way that I knew how I was like, Perfectionist, high achiever, people pleaser, codependent, made for like really interesting dynamics the faster you go.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I was going full speed ahead in a lot of the wrong directions, right? But society would clap for that.
0: I was just about to say that on the outside looking in, it would seem like you had it all together. You were basically perfect because you were like achieving goals, you were. Function, you know, functioning and I use air. Eye function. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, Eye functioning. So broken human. <laughs> yeah. But on the outside looking in, you would never yes. know. Yes. Yes. And that was the,
1: we have something that's ingrained usually in childhood. That is our driver. So my mm-hmm. driver was that I can't be a problem. I can't be a burden. I have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Otherwise all of these things will happen to me. I won't have a home. I won't be loved. I won't be accepted. I won't be valued. All all the things, right. And you don't know this consciously, right? right? But you're driving that way. So like my speed, I only highlight this for somebody that might be also going Mm -hmm. full speed in the wrong direction, right? Or like you have a ladder that you're climbing, but it's against the wrong wall.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: (laughs) Somebody that finds themselves there, my speed indicated a motive. Right. I was being driven for significance, or I was being driven for approval, or I was being driven to feel loved or to feel worthy. And that was driving me core problem, heart issue. I didn't know I was. Mm. Wow. Right. So it was this breakup. And this is more common, sadly, so today but I was in a relationship. Somebody had narcissistic personality disorder. I had never encountered that level of darkness in my life. Had no clue what that is. You don't just like sit at home and Google until you have to uh-huh. something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what on earth? And this person on the outside, similar story, right? Like looks great. Very high functioning engineer. I mean, immigrant, like so many things going for him that made a lot of sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was just killing it in life. But I'm like, broken human though, had invited me to church. And I started to see just different things that I was not familiar with, right. Mm -hmm. Of how this operates. And it was terrifying, but I also started to realize that I needed discernment. And that's what I wanted more so than anything. I'm like, how did this level of darkness get welcome into my life? And how am I also a match for it in some kind of way?
0: I was just about to ask you, do you think that like the, I know there are some things that you said you weren't familiar with, but do you think the brokenness in you recognized the brokenness within him? And that's maybe what drew y'all together?
1: I think that there, there's some things that were great about it, right? Very like both, I would say like high energy, charismatic, seemingly loving people on the outside, right? So like that fun, playful, like banter and stuff, mm-hmm. that makes sense. But when you go into like the brokenness pieces, I think that what I didn't realize, and what was hard to realize at the time, um, my adoptive mom, I believe might've struggled with narcissism as well, but didn't know it. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like in a lot of ways, I was conditioned to handle somebody uh-huh. that has a lot of those same issues, right? Wow. Like I know what to do. So although it's not healthy or not, okay, it was familiar.
0: Gotcha. You were right? handling it.
1: it. I didn't see it initially, but when the stuff started surfacing, I'm like, oh, I know what we do in these situations. We do this. Right. You can so handle like, it. <laughs> yes. It was like a true opportunity in, in hindsight to me to actually, um, see where I had truly healed and where I had not, but mm. this time with God, right. Like, because I had been in lots of therapy, I'd done tons of personal development. I definitely was a self-help junkie, like self-help <laughs> in my way through life. Right. Like yeah. give me a book, give me a program. Like I'll be in there you know, anything high achieving, you take it to the extreme. So I Uh definitely had been doing that. And so this time it was like, no, we have to do this totally different. Totally different. And the interesting thing is is this person's name is Israel, which means right. Wrestle with God and win.
2: Oh, and I was like, no, no,
1: (laughs) you send me to Israel to like, learn how to like, (laughs) really get close to you. Right. So I was like, let's go.
0: (laughs) Hey, sis. Do you want to know what women just like you are saying about these one-on-one heartbreak coaching sessions? Natalie said, Candace, you are truly phenomenal. Thank you for operating in your God-given purpose and using your story to help heal other women like myself. Your courage to share and be vulnerable makes you personable and relatable. In our coaching session, the best advice you provided me was that I had to truly let go and put my full trust in God and allow His will to be done. The homework assignment you had me do was truly powerful and I did repeat this exercise as many times as it took for me to fully let go, as you advised. It allowed me to relinquish control and realize how much easier it is to truly trust and lean on God. Thank you so much for what you do. Sis, if you want to experience breakthrough like Natalie, join me for a heartbreak coaching session where we will come up with a 90-day plan to help you make real progress on your healing journey. I will show you how to partner with God to find comfort and peace in the midst of your heartbreak, while also learning how to enjoy life as a single woman. You will be able to carry out the simple steps to make real progress on your healing journey with a customized plan of how to move forward. I have a few sessions available, and I invite you to sit with me and begin creating the life that you desire. Head over to my website, candaceabaddies.com forward slash services to book your 60-minute heartbreak coaching session. Remember this from Psalms 55 and 22, give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. I love you, sis. Now back to today's episode. During all of this, from childhood to the point of this relationship, what was your relationship like with God?
1: So my relationship with God, I was raised Catholic. So that was interesting because I, you know, you have this experience where you're going to church and you have to repent before a priest. And I remember sitting one in a, one time in a confessional, I'm sitting here like, did I fight with my sister today? Did I have, it? you know what I mean? Like I'm looking to
0: find something, <laughs> and
1: I'm a horrible person. I'm like, what is happening? Right. Or we had to do all these things in church that felt like a lot of formality and I didn't get it, but that was coupled with going to a Catholic school. So I was like going through workbooks or we were like meeting at a priest's house. And I remember one exercise in particular where this teacher as us listen to a song as if Jesus was talking to you. And I was like, yo, like that actually speaks to me though. Right. Like I was like, and I can't, you know, say that I really carried that in that season, but I'm like, but that was prophetic. Uh-huh. Like, and I didn't know. And she was not, I have no idea if she knew what she was doing or the extent of that, but it was wild to me. So all that to say, I knew spiritually speaking that I was always being led or always being guided. So mm-hmm. when stuff would be crazy in the house, like I would get these promptings to do something to protect my younger sister at the time she was seven and a half years younger so she was an infant Mm -hmm. so I'm getting things to do like I played dollhouse stories with her until I killed off all the characters right (laughs) like there's no more stories they're dead um but literally she remembers nothing nothing about her upbringing because of these different things that I was led or guided to do um just wild so I always knew I was being led and guided and I always sought spiritually So I'd always sought spiritual mentors, spiritual advisors, no matter where I was. So in undergrad and grad school, like I always had people that I was seeking to minister to me or to mentor me. And then I kept seeking training in that. So, (laughs) you know, Stevens ministry training, celebrate recovery training, supernatural ministry school. Like I just kept seeking spiritually because I had this knowing that Everything that is happening is more real and what I can't see than what I can. Mm. Didn't know the context of that, but I just yeah. knew that to be true. And I knew to pay attention to it, but my will was stronger, right? Mm. Like the will to ignore it was stronger. Yes. You know I mean? So it's like people would call this, and I did for a while too, intuition, but it's Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. The whole time I was ignoring my intuition. And I started to realize every time I ignore my intuition, I suffer.
2: Mm, yeah. Like, yes. Why
1: am I doing that? Like, and I just got to that point in that relationship where I was like, okay, I need discernment to really know what is getting access to me and to know what's happening. So I don't waste my time. Yeah. Right. Or so I don't circle these mountains or so I don't have to keep recovering from things that I never should have ever encountered in the first place. Want discernment. But then I was also like, how? Could I be experiencing such unloving behavior from somebody like, why is this in my life right now? And then I started thinking about it was like, I must not know real authentic love. If I'm allowing somebody to treat me this way, or if I'm tolerating this level of disrespect and dishonor, if I am really just not in a place relationally that is healthy, like that's gotta be something about me not knowing what real love is, right? Mm. I know conditional love. Yeah. Real well. And I know what people think looks like love, but I don't know love. And then I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know the author.
0: Mm, yes. <laughs>
1: like the the creator of love. Like maybe that's a problem. Right? Yeah. Like maybe that's why I am suffering so much. And so I just really this time when this guy had invited me to church, the the lessons were all on grace at that time. And it was one of the times I'd always again sought different churches, no matter where they were. To get help and get support, but this time I was really receiving it very, very loud and clear. And I just remember having a moment where I gave my life personally to Christ, and I just had like a tear coming, right, like the cute kind, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> not like an ugly cry. But that was significant because I hadn't cried for years of my life.
0: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: And I'm like, oh, something is like happening,
0: releasing, here. yes,
1: yes. And then my life blew up. Like it got like really, really hot, fiery furnacey hot mm-hmm. Right mm-hmm. after that.
0: Hebrew Sorry. boy hot. <laughs> yeah.
1: I think sometimes you think like, it's going to be like, I don't know, we're going to skip through a meadow with Jesus or something, but that's not what not
0: typically what happens now, not what
1: happened at all, at all. But I knew in that moment, something significant had changed. And then from there, it was more so like, okay, I'm committed to like, I'm going to give you a year, God, like, show me what you can do in a, a year. Like, let me know you're real. Teach me like what love even means. Like just, I'll give you a year. Right. I'm like, I guess if I'm giving him a year and I'm going to fully partner with him, probably should buy a Bible, <laughs> probably should start reading it. Like, <laughs>
0: love it, love it.
1: Right. I'm like, maybe I need to learn how to pray because I really don't know what this is or how to do it. Like, do you just write it in your journal? Do you say it out loud? Do you read a devotional? Like what, what is this thing? Uh-huh. Right. And then I'm like, and maybe since I have been going to this specific church for a minute, maybe I should start serving. Mhm. Right. Yes. And he planted me in a leadership position in celebrate recovery.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs>
1: so had me on this like journey of healing my own heart where I was accountable to other people. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't bail out
0: and mm.
2: that
1: a year at a time. Right. Wow. So it was insane. Absolutely insane. But I, I saw clear signs of him working immediately. I saw the word becoming active to me. Right. So I'm like reading about that and then I'm experiencing it happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Myself pray and actually have clear things happen immediately, relatively immediately after praying them, just absolutely yeah. saying he straight up removed this human from my life. Cause he knew I wasn't strong enough to do it. So just oh. remove them. Right. Wow. Just absolutely bananas. And I'm having people pray for me, um, in self recovery, I'm praying over people and I'm seeing God move. Like it was just Wild, and I was in this season of just being incubated. Really, with mm-hmm. him. that's when he started my writing. I used to hate writing, so that's why I'm like, I've, I've written some things. <laughs> like I never would. I like there was no aspiration to write a book. Like that to me sounded like punishment.
0: Same. <laughs>
1: Need like, to sit in front of a blank screen or like go into a room by myself and just write stuff down. Like that's people would even ask me if I journal. I'm like. Psh do I? Journal? Like, who does that? Like writers <laughs> sound miserable, right? Like they were depressed. They were alcoholics. Like they were not happy humans. Right. I don't want to do it right. so, like, me, to start writing. And I just knew that that was the thing that he wanted me to do in that season was wild, just wild. It was the only thing I knew to do. He wasn't giving me direction. It was very, very simple. It's like, have this time with me. He had me on like a no sugar diet, just because like hormonally, Mm. when you are processing a lot of emotions, that's so healthy for you. So I had no clue about what was going to happen, but he had me on that at the time I was serving in this ministry, which ended up being a lot.
0: (laughs) Uh, I bet it sounds like it.
1: you're at the church more often than you're not. And then I was writing. Wow. That was it.
0: There, it sounds like, like you said, it's a, it was a wild ride of a year. <laughs> but there's something I want to go back to that you said you were talking about like what you thought was your intuition, right? But it was really Holy Spirit speaking yeah. to you. Tell yeah. like share with us some of the things you were ignoring from the Holy Spirit.
1: Um like so I have a clear example of this happening in my life. So I was in grad school and I had just found coaching Okay. So I went to a women in film event in LA in Beverly Hills. I'm like, it's early in the morning. I don't know why I'm here. They had like a Gray's anatomy panel. Um, (laughs) and we had to pass around this microphone and say who we are and why we're there. And I'm like, "Ah," like the questions that I can't answer. I'm like, you're giving me a microphone. Like this is the worst (laughs) thing to be doing at like 6am. Like I'm not happy, but I do remember somebody standing up and saying that she was an entertainment coach, coaching high achieving women in the industry. And I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> what that means, but like, I am your target market, like help. Right. And just something about her, like she was highlighted to me. And I remember having a call with her and sitting on the beach and she's asking me all these questions. And some of them were the ones that I was running from. And I'm like, I have never had anybody ask me these before I have wrestled with these my entire life. I have no clue how I'm going to pay this lady, but I'm more afraid of what's going to happen if I don't. Mm. Like, I know that like, she is heaven sent, couldn't fully recognize that at the time, but like, I know it. And so at any rate, fast forward, start working with her. And I'm like, I am obsessed. This is amazing. I feel like I've been like doing this my entire life, but didn't know it was a thing and I'm paying you. So it must be a thing. Like, how do I do this? Right. But I'm in graduate school. So now I'm like, can you like leave grad school and like go into this thing? That's like a thing. That's not really a thing. Cause this is back in like 2008. So nobody's,
0: nobody's talking about coaching, coaching, right?
1: Like, what is that? Or like, it's unregulated or, you know, every worst thing that people can still say about it was like louder.
0: Right. You would
1: think about it that way. It was not accepted. Right. So people were not on the mental health, emotional health, spiritual. They were not on those journeys in the same way. So to me, I was like, what am I going to do? So in this season, I am wrestling with clear signs that like, this is your green light, go this direction. But I'm like, no, I have to like finish what I started. And like, you know, <laughs> and I don't know, be be good at like what I committed to or finish like all of that stuff. I had all these thoughts in my mind about how it was supposed to look like I'm supposed to finish this degree. I'm supposed to go into this industry. I'm supposed to stay here for however many years and just finish this thing out. Right. Right. Like, hello, but this thing, like, obviously you need to go do this thing. And I'm like, but I can't do that. So I was living like this on the inside, just like, you know, ignoring clear signs and wisdom to just move into this thing. And so I'm on a thesis film shoot for my own shoot. I was in um, grad school for film production. Okay. Okay. I would, like, psychology, sociology, character development, so many things in a degree, if you can imagine. So <laughs> I'm on my thesis film shoot and somebody had asked me to do a off back handspring, right? My background, I do have a background in gymnastics too.
0: And I'm like, uh-huh. Oh, was so let's say, wow. So why would yeah, I was somebody ask me like, to do that. <laughs>
1: that like the perfect emotional release right now. Right. Like that's what my brain is thinking. And I am like, what? So at this time I was, you know, when you're in film production, you're working like 15 hour days. It's actually really crazy and you fund your own film, you hire your own crew, you make the whole thing happen. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. on literally, I've got one more shot left and it's just like, you drive to a location. It's going to be a pan of a house. Like, so there's no humans, like you're basically done. So we had one left. And so we're just kind of like packing up and I'm sick at the time. Like, to the point where like, you don't like, you're, you're just burnt out. Like I don't have a voice, but you're bo- you're just showing up and like burning fumes. Like that's mm-hmm. where I was. And my brain has still been messing with, I need a break, I need a break, I need a break, I need a break, break," right? Like that's all I'm like thinking. So I'm getting the signs, like probably not a good idea. Like it's like winter time. It's in Topanga Canyon, like up above Malibu kind of. Um, The ground is sort of frozen and uneven. You're like in sweatpants (laughs) and a hoodie. You're like in jeans and a hoodie. Like this is not just like throwing a back handspring, right? So I run and I do this thing. And I hear when I'm pushing off, like the audible, never heard the audible in my life before this point. It was just, this is the break that you need. And I'm hearing this as I'm like pushing off. So I do this round off back handspring. Nobody has any idea what's happening. I just hear this loud voice. And I'm like, what is happening, right? I had broke both radial bones. And I did that. Wow. So to me, it was like, that will always and forever be this clear distinguishing factor in my life. Like what happens when you listen to wisdom and what happens and the consequences of that when you ignore it. Mm, wow. Right? It's it's not, you should have
0: never been there in the first place.
1: <laughs> I should have never, right? Like, I had every reason to not do it. Like, honestly, <laughs> good idea. Doesn't make sense. You got, you know, right? Like, I had all of the stops to listen, right. right? So much wisdom leading up to that point, but I rejected it every single time. And that was just a beautiful metaphor of how I had been living my whole life up to that point.
2: Wow.
1: Like, you are being guided, you are being supported, you are being led. Just trust, just surrender, and I was like, "No, like <laughs> you're and wrestling." He, he didn't necessarily will that, right? So for right. some, the question that God doesn't will these bad things, but we can choose them, right? And there's consequences when we do, right? And so, like, that's the part that to me, right? When you think about like breaking two wrists and you, like living your life that way, you're like, okay, why? There's just part of life that is unnecessary suffering,
0: yes, mm. and
1: it's I create that though like I can't just be like why like you 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 contributed to that being created in your life right
2: like
1: you literally ran straight into it
0: (laughs) and so let's can can we like pivot a little bit to how that relates to um I guess because the women here deal with you know heartbreak after breakups and so about how choosing and ignoring the wisdom because I you know I know I've made episodes on you know how God told me to leave specific relationships. There are relationships I should have never even been in, but I I chose it. So I chose my own heartbreak and I had to take responsibility for that. Yes. And so can we kind of relate that to like how choosing making certain choices when it comes to relationships, how that affects okay. you know what you go through from there there on out and the healing journey for with that.
1: So good. I think these are directly related. Right. So I think in relationships, I believe that it's always important to pray before you even get into them. Right. Like, I'm always like, who sent you? Like (laughs) in the spirit now, that's what I'll be like. I'm like, wait a minute, God, did you send this human or did somebody else send this human? Um, But I think what's important is God always gives us wisdom and then we always have free will. Mm -hmm. So he will always be guiding us and giving us what we need to see. And you can always pray for that. Right. God, show me what I need to see. God reveal this person's heart. That's something that I like to think of now, because usually when you can see somebody's heart up front, you know what their capacity is. Mm Do they renew their minds? Do they manage their emotions? Do they have a pure heart? Or do they have a lot of trauma and bitterness and unforgiveness and hurt and pain in there? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. So you'll mm-hmm. see it. Just listen to them talk, right? Mm-hmm. So in every encounter you have, like, sometimes we got to shut up a little bit and let other people talk, right? Yes. But if you do, they will expose what is in their heart. So that would be wisdom if you know how to listen to that. There's usually things in the beginning of a relationship, let's say, when we're getting to know somebody, we're like, ooh. That's probably not good, but we ignore that. Right. Mm -hmm. And the level that you ignore is usually the pain that you invite.
0: Oh, that's good.
1: Yeah. 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 So things that are, that are happening up front. Like, I don't like how this person treats, you know, you might've heard, like, how do they treat weight stuff when you're in a restaurant? Mm -hmm. They tip people. Are they generous? Like there's things that you can pick up on pretty quickly when you're paying attention, but what we do in a relationship in the beginning, we don't pay attention. Mm. We're usually moved by a desire and the enemy knows how to use those too. Right? Like I like to say, if God wants to change your life, we'll send a person. If the enemy wants to change your life, we'll send a person.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. He'll destroy your life through a person, through a that person. used by him. Right. Wow. So it's like, who sent you is really a deep question. Cause it's like, if God is sending this person, this person will sharpen you right? This person will stretch you. This person will test how loving you are or not, but not in an abusive way mm. or a controlling or a manipulative way. It'll be to serve you and it'll be vice versa. Right. But if the enemy is sending somebody that it's the three part mission to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. Yes. Right. To try to get you out of relationship with God, to try to destroy your purpose and the impact that you're here to make and to try to like straight up kill you mm. and take you out. Right. And you'll start to see this manifest through a different person if they have given the enemy access. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like the things that they'll say to you are they loving? Are they kind? Are they noble? Are they praiseworthy consistently? Everybody Mm -hmm. has moments, but like, how is this person speaking to you? How do they view you? Do they view you in high esteem? How do they treat you? Like, do they actually follow up? Do they make sure that you're not worrying about them? Are they nowhere to be found? Are they out like, you know, with other humans all the time and lying about it to you? Like, there's things that are clear. Yes. That we're like, Oh, that was just a rough day. That was just bad. like, we like excuse them away. Yes. And it's like, no, like if you really own this desire that let's say you want to be in a relationship, if you really own that desire, what does God say that relationship is? Like, what does a husband, what do they show up like? Mm. What's a wife? What does she show up like? What does healthy look like? Sometimes we don't know. And you won't know if you haven't been around it, right? right. So always having healthy people around you, right? There's wisdom and a multitude of counselors. So mm-hmm. having them around you is always key. So they could be like, ooh, that ain't right. Like, usually we do have well-meaning friends and family around us that are like, mm-mm.
0: That, that's something's but, not right about that. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, like, I just don't feel right. And it's like, listen, listen. Because when you're too close and you got blinders on, you'll move straight into a storm. Like, you just will, right? Yes. So not ignoring, praying about it and not ignoring what God shows you because when you don't like you do commit to your own destruction, it's like you're partnering with the enemy.
0: oh girl, you're saying a word, that's a word yeah. <laughs> I've lived one <laughs> yes, I look I'm, I'm saying mm, and amen, like over here because I've lived it too. Yes, <laughs> I'm like yes, yes, if only I had that wisdom beforehand yes. before. I entered into relationship. I remember ignoring so many things and the guy was cheating on me. And it's like, in the back of my mind, I knew this. I knew he was cheating on me, but for some well, reason, would I would let that want go. Why would
1: with somebody who's a cheater and doesn't yeah. honor and respect me? And then if you answer, if you answer these questions, so I'm a journaler now, <laughs> I'm now. Because this is a beautiful way to connect your head to your heart and get honest about what's happening inside of you. And it's also yes. one of the ways that Holy Spirit can minister to you and give you oh, wisdom. Yes because you can really answer these questions that you have in your soul that a lot of times we don't even say out loud with Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. And so it's like, why am I choosing to be with a cheater?
0: And listen, when I said, I knew I didn't have facts. I knew in my, in my spirit, but I was ignoring, just like you said, I was ignoring the signs I was ignoring. And he always had a good excuse. And so I, I, my, uh, flesh and desire wanted to believe the excuse and not the spirit that was trying to tell me, Hey, he is cheating on you. (laughs) Like, so yeah. Well, and then if you go digger
1: deeper and dig into that, dig into this. Okay. Why am I choosing a cheater? If you answer that I'm choosing that, like, in what ways am I cheating on myself? Mm. In what mm. ways am I abandoning myself? In what ways am I betraying myself? Because we always do it to ourselves first before we see it from somebody else,
2: mm, which wow. is the crazy
1: part. So, if that you means- actually sit in these questions and answer them and dig deeper with God, you're like, oh, I'm choosing a cheater because I've made a habit of betraying myself. Wow. Maybe I need to stop that. Maybe it's time to heal that. Where did that start? God, That's- show me where that started. Like, help me heal that, right? Because if we don't, then again, we find another one mm-hmm. and we start forming an identity around. I'm a victim and I always attract cheaters and men are this way or whatever, but it's like, that's not exactly true, but from what you're identifying with, you will believe that story.
0: Ooh, yeah, that that's so much to unravel right there.
1: <laughs> I mean, so literally, if you can sit in some of these questions and actually answer them, which is what great coaching, great therapy will do with you. It's then you'll actually get these answers where you will it'll hurt because you're like, oh man, like I am self-forgiveness will happen,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah. Like I am like grieved by the level of pain that I voluntarily walk myself into without knowing a lot of the time. Okay. And then I did know and walk myself straight into it. So I need to be a, recip- a recipient of my forgiveness. Wow. And yeah. then when I do that, I can let other people off the hook and then I can see them before they get access to me
0: right that so awesome. that's, yes.
1: that's applying the wisdom so it's not just getting it like you got to get wisdom but you got to get understanding too we missed that part
0: oh yeah yeah right? like the bible says it proverbs
1: understanding yes yes,
0: yes. <laughs> get in proverbs yes
1: get in there yeah
0: juliana we have went off the rails <laughs> This is not the conversation we planned.
1: (laughs) Holy Spirit, I think, planned this one.
0: I love it. I love it. But it's so true. Like uh, having, being able to gain wisdom, you know, unfortunately, uh, if you're here and listening through the experiences that you've already had, (laughs) because obviously if you're listening to this podcast, you've had some experiences that have hurt you. You've, you've been through some hurt. You've been through some betrayal, Um, and you're trying to like put your life back together and heal your heart. And so using your experiences to find the wisdom in it, you really, like Juliana was saying, you have to work through it. You have to process it and process it with God. And I think you gave some amazing tips of how to really do that, like how to process it with God that will lead to healing. And so tell me, like, kind of share with us how you find freedom. In this process,
1: Mm -hmm. I think that that's probably the hardest part. I'm not even going to lie about it in beginning, right? Like, so take take you back right here to being a baby believer, right? And being like, okay, I'm with somebody that doesn't love me and doesn't want to treat me well. I don't know if God is real and if I can hear and receive from Him, but I'm hoping (laughs) that God is real and that He's going to teach me and that. I'm going to use my, the faith that I do have to believe that that's possible. Mm. Right. So I think in the beginning, the freedom starts as I'm willing to be an active participant in freeing myself. Mm. Right. And walking out a journey to freedom versus walking out a journey to destruction. Like I've been a willing participant in helping self-destroy, yeah. <laughs> self-destruct like, and lead myself into really unhealthy situations now repenting, I'm going to turn from all of that and just go a different path that I'm trusting in the beginning is going to lead to freedom. And I'm also going to accept that it's beyond what I can think or imagine. Cause I don't even know what that level is like. Like I laughed because there was the scripture. She laughs without fear of the future. Uh-huh. Had somebody gave me that cross as like a gift. It was on like a gift bag or something. And I put it on this little like orchid in my bathroom and I just brush my teeth and stare at it. Like that was <laughs> Like, we're going to get to the point where we actually believe that that's true. I'm like, the last thing I do is laugh without fear of the future. Like, I trip about it all day. Like, I'm like, <laughs> right. worst case scenarios, I'm freaking out. I'm like, I'm just staring at this scripture, like, what on earth? Right. But I'm willing right now to trust that I can get to that level of freedom. So, to me, now, what that freedom is, it's where I am a safe place to be. Mm. Right. So like my mind on a day to day, I'm not ruminating on all of these things in my brain. I'm not caught up in like how somebody hurt me. I'm not freaking out about something that's like in the future. And I have no control over, like I'm fully in the now. Right. Mm-hmm. And I am okay in the now. And I am an open receptacle then for God to give me wisdom and guidance and strategy and all stuff, all sorts of stuff throughout the day. Like that's what my brain is available for now. Or emotionally, I'm not like waves crashing and like a monsoon and like a tsunami and all the stuff, right? Like I actually am calm. Like they can pass through me and not take me out. So I know how to actually process and feel an emotion and use it as a tool to serve me versus a weapon
2: mm-hmm. yeah. or something
1: that's wrong with me or my heart. I don't let stuff get stuck up in there mm-hmm. for too long, right? Like I'm constantly, I call them soul scans. So like when you're going through an airport, and yeah. you picture like the full body scan. Like I do that to my soul every day. So I'm like, what's on my mind? Like what's been storing up in my heart? Where have I been living emotionally? So I can see where I am. And then I'm constantly receiving from God. Like I just like to view it as being in constant conversation with him. Mm-hmm. So I am a being, if you picture like a bamboo plant that's hollowed out, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm a clear channel for God to flow through from. That's how I view it. Like that's freedom to me. And when I'm all stuck up and blocked up, like there's no room for God to move Right, no grace flowing in my life. Right. So if I live in this practice of freedom, right. Living in awareness that I am free, free indeed. Right. So there's always a level of freedom that I can get to. That's beyond what I think yeah. Right. I'm for that. So I asked myself that, what does it look like to be free in relationship? What does it look like to be free with yourself and be your best friend versus your worst enemy? What does it look like to be free in your finances? What does it look like to be free in your purpose? Right. What does mm-hmm. it look like? And I answer these things. Right. And then I start, that gives me the map.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It. It's like, okay, I'm here. Freedom in that area is over here. Now there's a faith gap.
0: Ah, oh, yes. My
1: work is just partnering with God to close that gap. And I can resist my way. I can resent my way. I can temper tantrum my way <laughs> <laughs> or I can have and enjoy my life now on the way to the promise. Yes. And that's me is way more fun. And I actually learned my lessons that way mm. okay. so when you're fully in the now, that's the best way to not miss the wisdom God gives you. Cause there's that fear, right? Oh, well, if I already had this abusive relationship or let's, you know, this unhealthy dynamic in my life, what's not to say that it won't happen again.
2: Mm
0: -hmm.
1: talking and truth it could happen but how will you respond this time yeah you won't miss it if you use wisdom but you won't use wisdom if you're not present
2: Mm.
1: right yes freedom to me is using your free will to serve you
0: that's simple (laughs)
1: Yeah, <laughs> simple
0: yeah. yet profound yeah. <laughs> freedom its using your free will to serve you. I love yes. it. So interesting because I just did an episode on, um, on freedom, like giving scriptures and expounding on those scriptures about how to be free from your past. Because a lot of times the past is what's weighing us down. The enemy likes to weaponize our past to keep For us that. captive right and mm-hmm. so it's like you are free you're free in god you're free in yeah. christ he came as you said free to yeah. he said for a freedom i have set you free yeah. right you're no longer a slave to yeah. the sin to your past to all the things that are weighing you down so i love that so so much so yeah. so much
1: and you can ask too if this helps somebody Because freedom sometimes, again, if you're not connected to it and you have no idea what that would look like, what it would feel like. And that's even a big question to answer. That's Mm -hmm. a real place. You can say, where am I in bondage?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Right? Like like where where am I like chained up somewhere? Because that's the very place God wants to invade Mm. and make sure that I'm not living that experience anymore. The very place. So it's like if I have a hidden addiction that nobody knows about but me, if I... I'm constantly overthinking, right? If I am constantly insecure in social settings, these Mm -hmm. are areas where you're bound that God wants you free.
0: So tell us what would be like the, if you get to the place where you're finally recognizing where you are in bondage, what would be the first thing to do to access freedom? Like the first step?
1: Um, Yeah. One would be, I think admitting it and having that awareness is huge. Next step is, where did that come from? Like, where did I start doing it? So, you have an understanding of like the nature of it and how it starts operating. And mm-hmm. then, God, help me to experience freedom in this area, help me to study on it and get all the promises in that area, help me to trump any lies that are operating in that area, send me to the people that can support me in this season as I walk through healing and freedom in this area, mm-hmm. and then watch him work right. Like, so he will guide you to scripture. He will guide you to to people, to mentors, like some of the best people that I've ever worked with. They've been answered prayers.
0: Mm, Love it,
1: right? That's always how I know my clients too. (laughs) Like God sent me, and I'm like, no kidding. Like, (laughs) I'm like, I bet he did. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Okay. Well, this conversation is so wonderful. We probably can sit here and talk about this all day. I'm pretty, pretty sure, but (laughs) we're going to try to wrap up because like I said, we completely went off the rails, but I mean, this is such, I feel like an important conversation for other people to hear because, you know, we are in such bondage over so many things, either Ruminating and obsessing over the past, or just so worried and anxious about the future. And so it's like, let's live in the now. Let's take care of what we can and be present right now and enjoy this journey and inviting God in. And how do you feel like they can invite God into this healing journey?
2: Yeah.
1: I think that's what you just said. Like, I'm just receiving this in my spirit. It feels so prophetic, right? It's like, allow your life to go off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally like that's how, like it's, it's the very thing, like where you're controlling or I call it white knuckling where we're like, huh, you know what I mean? And like, we mm-hmm. literally hang on. It's like, yeah, you know, like peel your fingers back, you know, <laughs> literally it's like, we do that. And, and so it's the very area where you have control. It's letting it go mm. and letting it go for people that are like, but how? I'm like, I hear you. You just literally, you cast that care, you turn it over to God. So like a simple example that I love to do. I will draw on a piece of paper. I'll write mine. I'll write others. And then I'll put God. Mine is my business. Okay. So my business is what I'm thinking. It is what I'm feeling. It is what I am storing up in my heart. It is how I'm showing up or not. That's my Mm -hmm. business. other people, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, how they're behaving. That's their business. Right. And then God is usually the how That's beyond me, right? There's some mysteries that are far too great for us to know. That's his job. So I'm going to put that over on his chart, on his tab, right? Or the timeline.
0: Mm.
1: Like we want it like yesterday. And he's like, you got three years.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Seven, eight. We don't like that, right? So you know what I mean? Like anybody that's an entrepreneur, let's say they want their business to take off tomorrow.
0: Right here, right here. Right. A
1: whole new journey that we're taking. Yes. I think way longer than you thought. In the best ways too, but it's yes, let your life go off the rails and then keep doing your business. Let other people handle theirs and give God what's God's business. Right. So that's literally how you cast the care. It's like, okay, what do I care about? What is my business and what's not? And if it's God's, I'm going to give it over to him and keep giving it to him. Whatever's beyond me. Thank you, God, that you're handling whatever that thing is. Yes, it's God, you've already got a solution to that before I even recognized that it was a problem. And yes. let them work, and like that is a prayer of Thanksgiving. Thank you God that you're handling that, so I don't have to because <laughs> that's exhausting. Right? Yes. Like, thank you God that you're God. Yeah. Not, right. And I'm not. Or, yes. And I'm not. And like, thank you God. Like when you have all these other people's business, thank you God that you help them do X, Y, or Z. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't have to be their helpmate in that way. We get that word messed up.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Help me it is. Yes.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> <Right>? We do.
1: <laughs> and then help me do my business. And then when you just do what God is leading you to do, right? I like to think about this as inspiration. Whatever you are inspired to do, it is in spirit. So the more you follow in step with being in spirit, the more things start flowing by grace in mm. your life. And they yeah. just start a flow of grace, right? The more you resist, the more you have to hold it together.
0: Mm. Wow. Right, so
1: that's why he's like, "Yo, just cast it. Let me cast
0: it. it. Oh, love it. And
1: then will flow.
0: Yeah, I love that. That is so that <laughs> you explained that perfectly. I'm gonna be. I don't know about y'all, but I'm gonna run this back one time for myself, so I can <laughs> re listen and take my own notes. From Juliana, I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but Juliana, listen, like I said, my ladies here are dealing with heartbreak. They're trying to move on after a breakup. They're trying to go over their ex. Their yeah. lives have gone off the rails, so to speak. What is just like one word of encouragement that you can leave them with on today?
1: Yeah. I just encourage you to think on, meditate on, visualize what happens when you have a whole heart. Right. Like, what does having a whole heart do for you and everyone connected to you? And what is that worth to you? And what is it costing you to not have it? Right. Like, when you can start entertaining that higher level thinking, you start coming up higher and you start recognizing that I have to get over my ex. And that's not something that I do in my own strength. That's supernatural. Right. Like, forgiveness is not natural. Right, it's on us. We're like, I'm going to resent you my entire life, right?
0: Like, I <laughs> <laughs> can't stand you. <here>, right? Yes.
1: <laughs> so, but it's getting honest. It's like, okay, but I want to be whole. I don't want to live really in dis ease my whole life because that's what really what's happening inside of you, and it compounds, right? So, I don't want to stack pain,
2: mm.
1: right? Like, I want to stack freedom in my life for myself and other people. And so, what is that going to cost? It's going to cost me letting this thing go. And letting God deal with it and not knowing what that looks like, but that being the only closure I need, that I wanna be whole. Yes. Right? I don't need anything else here. It already taught me everything I need to know, and I'm willing to release it and let God do his thing. Or God never wanted me sick. Mm-hmm. He never wanted me to have a sick heart, right? But the heart is wicked.
0: Wicked. Sick, yes.
1: Right? Who knows it? But God knows it, and God wants my heart. So I'm going to commit to giving God my heart. And if I do that action of am just committing to God every day, he removes and helps me close the door, <laughs> gives me courage to close doors on things that shouldn't have access to my life. And as he does that, it's preparing the way for the Lord. It's making way for God to bless you. Right. Think about that. We want that prayer, right? I want you to do things that are beyond what I dare ask, think, or imagine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, will you forget the former things though? Oof. Cause you won't oh. perceive it. If I drop them, right. You'll miss it.
2: Well, right?
1: You'll miss it. So like, well. Hey, will you shut that door so you can access the new thing. Cause when you close one, that's so true. When you shut that you're available for something over here, yeah. when you keep it open, it's an option. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. it really only you can say yes or no. So if it's no longer an option, shut the door, right? Like mm-hmm. let healing in, let freedom, like it is available. I think about it this way. It's like, We have everything in heaven already in a warehouse. It's like, are you putting a demand on it? Mm. Yes. Wouldn't it be the worst thing to get to the end of your life to know that you could have lived in joy. You could have lived in love. You could have lived in peace and freedom and all these beautiful things. But your ex held you back. That's not even thinking about you in the first place.
0: Okay. Wow. That
1: that person already moved on is living their best life, right? Like you go live your blessed life. (laughs) <laughs> and let them watch. Right. Like, yeah. like, as long as you can make it no longer about what happened to you and who hurt you, then you can get on to the real work.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right. And that's and a hard place to get lighter.
0: It yeah, it's a hard place to get to, but I always say it's an absolutely necessary place to get to. You well, have it's to get as there.
1: Simple as choose this day, who you're going to serve.
0: Oh, Are you going to
2: yeah. keep
1: partnering with the enemy in your life? And destroying your own life are you going to partner with god mm-hmm. and live this blessed highly favored abundant life that he has for you now yes. not later now like which one are you going to choose today it's a daily decision right like the serenity prayer is the best thing i could offer one day at a time one step at a time one moment at a time uh-huh. in this moment of anxiety am i going to choose to freak out and give it airtime, or am i going to turn it over to god in this moment of like angst and frustration and this person comes to my mind God, I'm angry. This person is frustrating, but I turn them over to you. Help me to forgive them. Help me to forgive this part of me that feels like I need to punish them. Yeah. Right. (laughs) You keep going about your day. That wasn't so hard, but make it really practical is what I would say. Yes. Seeing those daily decisions when they come up, don't let them beat you up, but choose to turn them over to God in prayer. Right. Wow. You yeah. Commit your way to the Lord, but you keep committing it like that. He establishes your steps. Mm. And he never leads you
0: to a bad place. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, y'all, she said it all. <laughs> <laughs> Juliana, you have said it all. Amen. And this is a wonderful, wonderful conversation. You have dropped some pure gold in here. So, ladies, if you missed anything. I advise you to listen again, take the notes you need to take because there's so much wisdom here in this one episode, I'm telling you. So Juliana, thank you so much for being a part of this and sharing your time, talent and wisdom with us and tell everybody where they can find you.
1: Thank you for having me. You can find me. I have a podcast too. It's called God's Vibes. So we get real over there too. If you like what happened here.
0: I love it. I do listen. I'm a listener. Go give that
1: a listen and then you <laughs> can hang with us in Courage Co. That's where we do monthly challenges, workshops, prayer calls, small groups, all the things. So if you really do need community and support and to get biblical breakthrough, that's definitely a place you can go. It's just www.courageco.org.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. I will put all of her links in the show notes. So be sure to go connect with her. Again, I listen to the podcast. It's amazing. So go take a listen, join her community. And ladies, come over to the Facebook group and share with us your favorite part of this episode. And let's connect. Everything will be in the show notes for you. And I will talk to you again real soon, sis. Love you. Hey sis, listen, if you've been blessed, changed or inspired by this podcast in any way, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a five star review on Apple podcast. This is the number one way that you can thank me and show support for the show. Also, if this podcast blessed you don't keep it to yourself. Do a quick share and bless someone else. Please know I am so grateful for each and every one of you and I would love to hear from you come connect with me and other like minded individuals in my Facebook group called Christian women overcoming heartbreak and finding purpose. I can't wait to meet you back here really soon until then remember to love the life you have while you're making it better love you sis